why are they so worried about what I'm wearing when there's a whole basketball <laughs> game going on that is way more important than the clothes that I have on? Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast from the Locked On Podcast. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cat. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, we'll be talking about it right here, Monday through Friday, on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by I Am Third Sports. Tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. Got a special edition of the show today. I'm going to share an interview I got to do with Brad Calipari. That's right, fashion icon, former UK basketball player, son of John Calipari, brother of Megan and Aaron, and also son of Ellen Calipari. Very famous family. We get into that a little bit in this podcast. I think there's a lot of stuff y'all are enjoy. So without further ado, let's just jump right in. Now joined by Brad Calipari, um, new member of Detroit Mercy Basketball. Uh, how does that kind of sound on your ears? Sounds sounds different. Uh, yeah. You know, wouldn't really think about that at first. It'd be something that happened, but you know, it is what it is. And, yeah. Know, new beginning, but sounds sounds about right now. We'll probably get used to it. Yeah. Uh, let's. I want to kind of just walk through this process with you. Um, when did you kind of first start thinking about possibly transferring? Uh, probably mid-May. You know, when I've been working out, going out uh, back up to New Jersey for the summer after the season. You know, just kind of thought about things and where I was and how hard I was working, and, and you know, just kind of needed something to feel like yeah I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing and I deserve to play so it's something you know I kind of felt that I needed to do for myself what was it was it like uh, being recruited <laughs> you know kind of again I know obviously you went through it out of high school but ultimately you know landed at Kentucky what was this this version like for you oh it was it was different you know towards the end it was a little more stressful just because you know i you know, it's a, another life decision, you know, and it's one that I got to stick with, whether it's good or bad, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it'll be it'll be good, the right thing. I think I made the right choice, but, you know, um, coming down to it, it was a tough decision. You know, it was hard to, hard to pick between the two because I went down there and I played and worked out with those guys, and, you know, I felt like... I could I could play with those guys and contributed well like within within their game so you know it was just a matter of finding the right fit for the for the next year or two and it was your final two were Detroit and Harp- Hampton. Hampton Hampton yeah um, and what was you know what did ultimately decide you to land on on Detroit you know um, when I went up there you know they got a lot of good guys um, Antoine Davis in particular you know um, my boy Justin from Kentucky you know it's there's a lot of good guys going up there, and they're they're going to be up there for a couple of years. So I think it was more the the long game because Antoine's only a soft or will be a sophomore, mm-hmm. so he has a couple more years. So um, when we had gone up there, we played very well off each other. And I thought that was important, especially him being the best player on that team. You know, coming out, everyone saw what he could do last year, and I thought it was good to be able to mesh with someone like that because I'll open up a lot of things the way I shoot the ball for him, and then. He'll open up a lot of stuff for me the way he creates. Is that was that kind of your ultimate? How they maybe sold you on the fit is that you know you're you're the shooter that they want. Is that what the role you kind of envision filling? Oh uh, yeah, I mean I know what my role is. Um, I shoot the ball. I do that very very well. You know, I'm not going to try to do anything that I'm not capable of. So 
I think for him, I space the floor a lot, especially those other guys that can drive and create, you know, just us in the backcourt, the way both of us shoot the ball, you know, it's, it's, it's deadly. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, do you, you know, coach Mike Davis, are yeah. you aware of the, uh, the kind of history that he and UK has? No, not with UK. I know, uh, he and my dad are good friends. They've really? coached against each other for a while, so that's that's about all I know. Well, because he was, obvi- you know, he was coach at I- Indiana, and you can go look this up, and you'll probably enjoy it. And there was a famous moment where he kind of got went a little crazy at the end of a game and, and got double teed up and got ejected, and it was at the end of a UK game. Oh. <laughs> and so that's, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of UK fans, I think when you ultimately picked them and they found out who the coach was, they're like, oh, we know that guy. I mean, is it, is it kind of, it's, it's got to be exciting, though, to go to a place that uh, has a Final Four, a coach that's gone to a Final Four in a championship game, right, though? Yeah, no, definitely. Um I felt really comfortable when I was when I was meeting with him and how he's explaining things to me and you know how we would play with guys and you know I just with him being a coach I thought it was a great fit especially with how comfortable I feel because that was the most important thing to me especially if I have a good relationship with the staff and you know how I feel with them. Now uh, taking it to the first part when you put first put your name in that transfer portal. Did, did did the way your dad told it is you didn't tell anybody you were going to do it and then your sisters found found out on ESPN and all this can you kind of how much of that was true what actually went down with all that my dad knew it was going to happen but i didn't know it was public to everyone to see so i was like in the middle of like about to text my sisters like all right yeah i'm doing this i'm going to put my name in the transfer portal blah blah and the next thing I know, I'm getting texts and calls, and I'm like, how do you guys know about this? And then I end up finding out it was public, and then my sisters are mad at me because I didn't tell them, and I was about to tell them, and, you know, it just it got out. And, no, I just I didn't know it was for everyone to see. Yeah. Was it weird? I, I don't even know if you got a chance to see it, but did you see it? as Because as, it crawled on the bottom of ESPN. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so that. You, you didn't, I mean, you didn't anticipate it being such like a national story at all, I would no, imagine. not at all. Well, I, it was it's just kind of a funny moment. And your dad, he was also kind of surprised and a little bit upset about the fact that it got public because I guess, as you know now, it is supposed to be technically private, but it's open to all the schools. And yeah. we all know how people talk sometimes, which. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how that works out. So, um, so that's really interesting getting your kind of walking us through that process there if you don't mind i'd love to kind of talk about your time at kentucky of course um you know you did the the video um the farewell to the fans um announcing that you were transferring and now it's kind of a famous clip of you with the family walking into that initial press conference if you can remember back to that moment were you what what did you see because i'm if i'm remembering right it was just a ridiculous amount of reporters and press there were you kind of surprised or were you already used to that to a certain extent since i know memphis obviously had a big following too uh yeah they did but not not like this you know it was it was way different there were a lot more people it was a lot more a lot more hype behind everything at that point you know the i just remember the gym being packed and that was about it and i was just sitting there i didn't really know what was going on i, was, I didn't really care to be honest but you know it was just to me it was just him introducing himself like yeah i'm gonna coach you next year everyone else it was like oh yeah but you know that's just how i saw it because i was his son so yeah 
Did you uh, do you remember kind of the hysteria of when he was coming in both cities to a certain extent where this this job search was going on? I mean, what, what was that like for you? Because what, what, how old? I don't even remember how old were you at 12, 12? Yeah, 12, yeah, about 12. And then um, I didn't know anything going on here. But in Memphis, we had people outside the house. You know, camera signs, don't leave cameras. You know, we had it was like a 24 hour feed of our gate, like people pulling in and out. They're like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> yeah, that is pretty wild. And I don't even know if you're aware. Do you remember if you had anybody ever told you about the door uh, that there was a live stream that people and I think it was of the Memphis basketball office that a camera crew had and they had set it up there and people thought that once your dad was going to walk out and then uh, like that would you know people would know at that point what was happening like there was people were just staring at a live feed of a door for hours upon end. I did not know about that. <laughs> that is funny. We'll get right back to that interview in a minute, but I do need to tell you guys about I Am Third Sports. I Am Third is based on a simple belief that Jesus Christ is first, others are second, and I Am Third. Founded in 1997, I Am Third Sports has grown to become the largest youth recreation program in Kentucky. They use their sports ministries to promote competitive youth athletics through a positive environment. They foster development through basketball, soccer, tennis, equine, and a variety of sports in leagues, camps, and clinics. In all this summer, all the way through August, they're offering top-of-the-line camps for all types of athletes, soccer, basketball, golf, tennis, equine, baseball, volleyball, flag football, and even a ninja warrior course. To find out more about I Am 3rd and to register for those summer camps I just mentioned, visit IamThird.org. That's I-A-M, the number three, R-D, dot O-R-G. Or you can email I Am Third Director Jeremy Hobbs at I Am Third at LexChurch.com. That's just like the web address. I-A-M, the number three, R-D, at LexChurch.com. Visit IamThird.org. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before you became a player, your dad often talked about the fact that, you know, he used you as an example to a certain extent. The one that comes to mind is, you know, you be, he would talk about you in the sense that the players were also kids. And the one example that I remember is DeMarcus Cousins. And he was talking about, you know, you're a kid. He's played in video games with my son. And obviously you were, I guess, just, <laughs> yeah. a, just a teenager at that point. Yeah. But what was that like environment like when you started, you know, hanging out with that guys? And what was that experience like for you back when the Kentucky thing started first rolling? Um, it was nice. You know, it was kind of just how he did things, though. Um, he would always have guys over to the house, basically just hang out do what he does now and you know being around those guys at a young age as accepting as they were you know it was basically like everyone's family and that's how it is now so I mean I'm sure it'd be the same way with this group of guys now if I was that same age it'd be the same type of thing because you know almost every single one of the guys that have been brought in they're all good guys they're all family people so you know I think they all understood what it kind of means just to be a family yeah um, do you have kind of a favorite moment at your time during Kentucky on the court or just, you know, anything, honestly? That's a tough one off the top of my head. Can't think. Uh, we can circle back to it because I got, I got, of course, some other questions. Yeah. No, and this let's is, get back to that. Yeah. I'll, I'll circle back because this is one that, and I don't even, I mean, you'll, 
you were obviously in this moment, so just curious what it feels like when you get out there and late in a game and everybody's yelling, shoot, when you have that ball. <laughs> what is that experience like? You know, I, I don't really listen to it. You know, it, people don't understand how difficult it is to go in after sitting there for an hour and 45 yeah. minutes and just sprint up and down the court, you know. But, you know, I just I go out there. I just want to want to play ball how I know how to play. You know, yeah. if I end up getting a shot, I do. If I don't, I don't. You know, it's not really a thing to me. But, you know. Like I said, you know, then you got people killing me talking about he shoots three for 20, and I'm like, come on, this is the last two minutes of the game. It doesn't tell how good of a shooter I am. But you're like, yeah, he's the worst shooter ever. Yeah, all right. It's the last minute and a half of the game. It's hard to do. Yeah, that, if someone's trying to extrapolate your stats out, those, those probably won't be too good. Exactly. Uh, that, that won't make that, – it's not a good measure of any shooter. That's a, that's ridiculous. But, uh, you know, you've – I mean, that's – that. well, that kind of does lead into this because I am curious, and I asked, we, asked, we talked to you guys as players a lot about this like the noise and the things that are around and I guess you know we were talking about how um, you know you were embraced by the fan base I thought and everybody really really liked you but this year and I I laugh you're already laughing because you know where this is going Um, the fashion and some criticism I mean like when you see that like what 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 do you even what even goes through your mind why are they so worried about what I'm wearing when there's a whole basketball game going on that is way more important than the clothes that I have on? Yeah. <laughs> that's you know, a- I mean, I would like to say that the games are have a little mo- like a little more importance to our season than what I'm wearing on the bench, you know? I mean, yeah. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Obviously, some people did, you know? Well, I'm, it's not like I was out here wearing the the opposing team's colors. If that was the story, it'd be a completely different thing. But I wasn't, so you know, uh, people are entitled to their opinion, and you know, I'm entitled to mine. So yeah, what did you think of when there was uh, betting lines? Oh my god, <laughs> I had to change my phone number. People, I don't know how they were getting my number. I was getting calls asking, "What are you wearing?" I'm like, I don't even know yet. <laughs> That's crazy! I can't believe I you were doing that. That's a, that's insane. Um, the, I, like, and this is something that you could talk about as much as you want. But the fashion sense of it is like, what? And this has been a this was a big talking point this season. But you know, like the fashion of basketball right now, how is there pressure to kind of like you know live up to it? Because I mean, every, I mean, what what is that kind of dynamic like? Because uh, you know, I see Tyler all the time posting whatever he's wearing. Uh, Shay uh, does it a ton as well. Yeah. Like, how how big is that, and how tough is it to kind of live up to some expectations, maybe along those lines? I don't think it's more up to other people's expectations. To be honest, the toughest part to me is picking out the outfit that I think looks the best, but. I don't think it's so much for other people because, you know, some people think one thing looks good, I think another thing looks good. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it'll take me 30, 45 minutes to figure out what shoes go with what shirt, you know. And that's, to be honest, that's probably the most difficult and yeah. stressful part because it's like if I don't have this that goes with this, I'm like, all right, I don't know what I'm going to wear. And you got to change the whole outfit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just always in, interested because it is such a big part of basketball. I mean, every broadcast now has the the walk, yeah. the, the basketball, the NBA, and the, on the TNT, yeah. um, and all those things. Um, I guess since we were kind of talking about that, that it can lead me into something you've been asked about a couple times. But your sister defend the sisters defending you on social media. 
does that <laughs> do you kind of just is there like you there's no point in even saying like calm down because you know they're just gonna yeah yeah there's no point uh they're gonna do what they're gonna do they have a lot less restrictions than i do on social media so they can say more of what they want how they want to say it and you know i can just look at it i mean i like it got to the point where i stopped getting on twitter because it was just like I can't say any like if I can't yeah. say anything back, you know, because Twitter at this point is just like you either advertise yourself or it's people who just want to talk trash to you yeah. that can't get to you, and you know that it's what it turned into. But you know, my sisters, you've probably seen it firsthand. They'll go at people, you know, especially when it's either my mom, my dad, them, or me, you know. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> no, it's yeah, no point in telling them no because they're gonna do what they do. <laughs> Now you mentioned your mom there. What do you think about her internet fame uh, over the last few months? <laughs> to be honest, it's really impressive how quick she gained the following. She gained she gained more followers than any of us on on Instagram. Like uh, the amount of time she did, she's probably had it for like two or three months now, and uh, she probably has what like fifty fifty k. I'm not even Instagram. sure at this point. I know that I don't know either. It was just a ton, uh, and. Uh, 43.6 which is ridiculous for what she posts if you guys all she talks about is the roommate not taking out the trash that's that's about it and everybody loves it can you confirm something that I've heard did she realize what Instagram was when she first started it? Because someone told me that she didn't realize that other people would be following. And, like, she didn't think, well, I knew for, I'm pretty sure that she didn't know that it would grow to 42,000 followers in the time. I think she knew what it was, but I didn't think she knew how big it would be. Like, what, like you just said, like, how many followers she would end up getting. And, like, she even her, like, she's had people, like, badmouth us on her page, and she's, like, I'm not even doing anything. Yeah. Then it's like, it's what comes with it. You just have like the, that select group of people that just come and, you know, yeah, yeah, no bad energy. Yeah. Um, what it was your dad's did when you first, when he first found out about your mom's Instagram, what was his reaction to you guys? He just thought it was funny. Cause he was like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like you used to not talk, you used to not say anything. Now you're out here. You want to you want to go with me everywhere. You want to talk to everybody, and now you got Instagram. You're posting everything for everybody to see. <laughs> Final part of the Brad Calipari interview coming up right after a quick word about Twillery. If you go to twillery.com/slash/lockedon and use the promo code LockedOn, you get twenty five dollars off your order. Shirts shouldn't wrinkle, itch, or sweat. It's twenty nineteen, guys. Twillery makes stocking up your closet simple, affordable. And they have the perfect fit guarantee. They offer non-iron, untuckable, and performance dress shirts for as low as $55 each when you bundle four or more. With free shipping and returns. Try on some twills risk-free. After all, feeling is believing. Visit twillery.com slash locked on. That's T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y dot com slash locked on. And use that promo code locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $25 off your order. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. If it comes down to it at some point, if there's a game between Detroit Mercy and UK, who do you think your mom's, what what color, well, I guess they're the similar colors, right? She'll probably go with Detroit. Okay. 100%. I, I, I thought that that would be the case. <laughs> um, 
what was the experience like playing uh, with your dad? Um, did it live up to your expectations? I'm sure there were tough parts, but really great parts in, involved in all that. Yeah, no, um, it was all it was it was tough. Every day was tough. I mean, just how it is for everyone in practice. You know, our practices are extremely high level. You know, it's the best of the best going at it every day, and you know, a lot of. A lot of mid-major schools, low-major schools, their games aren't as hard as our practices just because you have six, seven, eight, nine potential draft picks, you know, and that's just the reality of what it is here and how hard it is for people to get time. And, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody gets better. So I think, like, what I did, I knew how it was coming in here. And, you know, every day for six, seven months, I went against Tyler. And he was just the number 13 pick in the draft you mm-hmm. know like you can't ask for much better than that and being able to go against him you know we pushed each other and i got a lot better from it and you know like i said i knew that's how it was going to be i might not play but i'm in practice every day and that's why i think going into transfer and it made it a lot easier going to these other schools and playing with these guys and realizing like yeah like because you have all the people that are thinking like I suck and I'm like horrible yeah. just because you know I'm behind the guys like Tyler Keldon who are like come on the first round picks like yeah. the one percent of basketball but you know being able to go to like a mid-major school where I could play you know it's, it's good now I can finally you know find somewhere I can show how good I am mm-hmm. you know how close were you to going to one of those schools when you came to Kentucky? Because I know you took some visits when you were wrapping up high school. Um, I, I mean, it was pretty close. UMass was one that I was I was really interested in, funny enough. But, um, you know, I, w- I was close by. Like, I didn't think I was ready to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I thought this was a better opportunity for me. And at the end of the day, I think I did what was right coming here. I got way better going against these guys in practice and working out than I think I would have anywhere else. So I think that was important regardless of how much, you know, I would have played somewhere else or not, you know. Mm -hmm. We're sitting here and and there's the summer leagues on and you mentioned, you know, Tyler and Keldon and obviously we we talked about Shea a minute ago, all those guys now in the NBA. What is it like to see, (laughs) you know, guys you were playing against just a couple months ago now, you know, on the NBA level and playing at the highest level of basketball? You know, it's good just because, I mean, no one else sees it but us, you know. Those guys work so hard, especially Keldon. Keldon was always in the gym, you know. For him to be able to put in this position, you know, it's, it's big time for him and his family just as it is everybody else who's in there, you know especially our group last year a lot of guys lived in the gym you know that's Mm -hmm. how it was so for them to be able to be rewarded like that it was it's it's happy for me or i'm happy for for them Mm -hmm. speaking of that i guess you know i'll I'll spin it forward you got the guys you got to play with some of the guys that are going to be playing next year it looks like from what i've seen them posting on social media they love the gym as well any of those guys stood out to you that you've got to play against uh from the new guys perspective all of them you know uh this is my first time seeing them i the last year's group was the last group i knew coming in you know i'm getting old so <laughs> i didn't i didn't really see anybody in this in this class but you know playing against them and pick up you know everybody's been like wow like it's gonna be another good year so i think that's important you know it's not just one particular person but like i said each and every one of them shocked me on a different day 
Mm-hmm. And what do you think about you know the guys that you did play with last year that came back? EJ, Nick, uh, Manuel, and Ashton. I, I mean, uh, what have you seen? Maybe I don't know if a different level of focus or just putting in more work. Uh, what are you seeing from those guys when they come back? Uh, I think it's more like you said, the focus and then confidence too, and they they feel a lot better with what they're doing, especially. EJ and Asher shooting the ball, Nick just overall confidence, everything he's doing, you know, they've all gotten a lot better. I think ultimately they've made the right decision coming back, you know, give themselves another year to prepare for it, even though, you know, they might have been ready this year, you know, but giving them this extra year will give them a better opportunity to go higher in the draft. Mm-hmm. I guess circle back to that, that favorite moment. Did anything anything come to mind i mean i know there was a lot of wins and a lot of celebrations that you were a part of but did anything pop up and honestly it doesn't even necessarily have to be on the court you know a win or anything along those lines just just any moment that stood out to be honest the best moment that i can remember right now was when Kelton hit the half court shot to tie it versus seeing how we were going nuts when he like everyone thought it was over like oh my god and next thing we know, we just see a ball go up. We're just waiting, and it drops, and everybody went nuts. And we were, it, like, regardless, if we lost, but yeah. at that time, that it, it was ridiculous. And then did you see that he did it last night again? Yeah, no, I did. I, did. <laughs> I mean, should he just? Is that should just be his shot, right? Like, yeah. he, should just, <laughs> he should just pull up <laughs> right before half court. He, he's pretty automatic. Um, I guess you know. Finally, just wrapping up. Is there? like a message maybe or, or something you'd like to say just to Kentucky fans overall um, at your time here and what it meant to you? Uh, you know, it was it was an important time for me. Uh, you know, I really – I was able to figure out who I was. And, you know, a lot of a lot of the fans, they, they stuck with me and supported me. And I think that was important for me because, you know, you like I say, you got the select group of people that just will hate on you and say whatever. But, you know, a majority of the, of the Big Blue Nation was, was always good to me. And I think – that helped me get through a lot of it so that was that was what helped me and this just popped in my brain and i ask a lot of guys on as they're kind of leaving kentucky is was there ever a, like a crazy fan interaction for example i was talking to Derek willis a couple years ago after his autograph tour and he said some lady tried to kiss him <laughs> and she was going for the mouth but he had to do a head swerve <laughs> hopefully oh, like a lady didn't try to kiss you maybe in the streets but i mean is there was there a moment where you're like man this this is this is kind of insane and obviously you have it you know going back to when before even before you were a teenager uh this past year i decided somebody had a thong on the uh <laughs> <laughs> like well, it was like on a board and they asked me to sign it you know that's, that's probably the most uh the most uncomfortable i felt <laughs> okay well was it a man or a woman that was asking? <laughs> it was a man that had it <laughs> that, that makes it even more awkward I, uh, yeah, I guess either way that's a that's a pretty good story signing underwear is something that i don't think any other fan base <laughs> would be interested in um i guess that's everything uh that they come to my mind uh brad i really thank you for your time man and good luck going forward appreciate it thanks to brad for his time thought that was some really interesting insights fun moments uh it's kind of revealing that you know when you talk to somebody who sees some of the hate on the internet and for all the people who say it it doesn't really matter I'm glad it doesn't for Brad and he's able to look away from it because a lot of times this stuff on the internet is ridiculous so um thanks so much uh 
for you guys for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast. That's really how you help it grow. And then the other thing that you can do that's really important is share it with somebody else who would enjoy. Share via social media, via a text message, or just tell somebody in person. Say, hey, found a new great podcast. It's Locked On Kentucky. Just search Locked On Kentucky on any podcast player, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, I, the list goes on and on. Whatever you got, just put it in there. Spotify, search Locked On Kentucky, and you'll find us there. Find us on social media, at Locked On UK, on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can hear me on the radio weeknights on 630 WLAP with Big Blue Insider and Sunday mornings, 9 to noon, on Sunday morning sports talk. Follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH and read his work on The Athletic. He just had a great state of the program for UK football. So if you're wanting to Jones in for some football coverage, go check that out today. All right, thanks again to Brad. Thanks again to you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Just check your mic real quick if you don't mind. Hello. Yep, we're good. All right.